Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast for the Vineyard Church in Brenham, Texas. My name is Joel Knox, and I'm the senior pastor here. If you haven't already, you can check out our media archive on our website, vineyardbrenham.org, or go to our Facebook page at Vineyard Brenham for more media or information about our church. We're so glad you joined us, and here's this week's message. Without further ado, I want to introduce our guest speaker. I think if you if you um, if you saw our, our our social media this week, we we were talking about uh, Oasis Church coming to visit with us. If you guys, if you're from Oasis Church, just wave. These guys, um, they're they're in uh, they're a church in transition. They they they. They had a building, and uh, they moved from the building into meeting in, in the school, and uh, of course, the schools got closed, and so they've been entirely online since, since this whole crisis started. And uh, a few weeks ago, they were over at the Conroe Vineyard, and then they went down, uh, where was it down in South Texas? Beeville, Texas. That's, that's a little bit of a trip. And so they they're, they're, they've been kind of desperate to 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 have have personal fellowship. So um, we saw Randy over at the at the Conroe Vineyard just a few days ago, and uh, and he was talking about being in Conroe. I was like, well, why don't you come over here? And lo and behold, we get this announcement that that everything's going to start throttling back a little bit in the state. And 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 a, a few folks were concerned, you know, having having new people come in and and mixing it up. But, you know, we, we felt like, you know, this is something that God's doing. And, you know, this is our house. They have no house. So this is now their house too. So we want to bless them. And, and, I, and I also would ask, and, and I, I know I've already made a, made a spiel about, about the offering, if you'd like to give a little extra to bless these guys today, if you would just, just mark that on, on your your, uh, your check or on your envelope, just to give to Oasis Church. Would that, would that work? Just, um, but we, we want to bless you guys. You've, you come all the way over here and, and uh, you know, don't want you to go home empty-handed. So, um, so if you would, please welcome with me today, Randy Whitmore. Hey, Brenham. <laughs> I'm excited about today. Um, but first, if you don't mind, I just want to welcome our Oasis Streaming Church. Uh, hey, you guys, uh, um, make sure you share the video. Um, I think the Lord is going to do something uh, great. Um, and uh, we, we'll have an update later on this week on our, on our Facebook page. But uh, hey, I just want to say thank you. Brenham Vineyard, this is such a blessing. You know, this is the blessing enough, just allowing us to come, to be with you, to actually be in person, <laughs> you know. Um, but truly, it's great to have family, you know, where you can go visit people's houses and hang out, and, and you guys are family. I don't know if you're aware of that, but, you know, uh, being in the vineyard movement, that just makes us, like, brothers and sisters, you know, and so... Uh, 
we uh, we consider you guys as an extension of, of our family. So, uh, Joel and Danelle, thank you so much um, for allowing us to come. And the rest of you guys, I know, um, you know, all of a sudden we had the, the big uh, surge. And in 2020 has just been a crazy year, hasn't it? Is that an understatement? Yeah. And now what is the Sahara dust that's uh, blowing in? <laughs> I mean, my goodness. It's like enough is enough, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to, before I get into our, our message today, um, I just want to honor uh, Joel and, and Danelle. I just want to say, I mean, you guys are such great pastors. Um, just the times that we've got to spend with you guys. When we came into the vineyard, we didn't know anyone we, outside of the sending church. We just didn't have relationships, and so we would go to conferences and to retreats, and we didn't know anyone, but Joel and Danelle were just always, like, willing to sit and talk to us, and we were like, oh, thank God we don't feel like we're totally, like, losers, you know, because... But you have such great compassion and, and love, and um, I just really think that the Lord is going to use that here in Brenham to do a really awesome, mighty work. So thank you for just being who you are. Great pastors. The best pastors in Brenham. <laughs> Telling you what. Hey, uh, you know, um, as we were worshiping, the Lord just sort of reminded me of John 10.10, where it says that, you know, the thief comes, depending upon your translation, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that you might have life and have it abundantly. What the enemy keeps trying to do uh, is steal your joy, especially. Now, that's not what we're talking about today, but I really feel like the enemy is trying to steal your joy, Brenham. Uh, that he is trying to take your peace and your joy. And I felt like the Lord is saying that he is going to restore the joy of this house. That he is going to take away the spirit of depression and the spirit of sadness. And he is going to replace it with this overflowing joy. Now, I don't know about you, but that's, that excites me. I think that you're in for a, quite a trip. You're in for quite a journey. Um, and so those hard things that you've had to endure, those hard things that you've been going through, the Lord's about to turn it around and restore some things to this house. And so I'm excited. Hey, youth group, get ready. You know, I was a youth <laughs> pastor for 10 years in the vineyard. Uh, man, you guys get ready. You're going to be a catalyst for what's going to happen in this city and in this yeah. church. That's just, I don't, maybe that's the, we had a dinner at Sealand Seafood Restaurant yesterday, so it's either that or the Spirit of the Lord talking to you. <laughs> All right, I guess we better get started with the message. Um, I'm going to talk to you about identity and sonship. And I want to start with a question, what if God is not looking to add church members to his kingdom? What if he don't care? about adding church members to his kingdom. I was praying um, when the beginning of this shut down and, Lord, we need this, Lord, we need that. You know, we need a building, we need finances, we need this and we need that. And I was just in prayer, you know, like pastors do, asking the Lord to supply everything that you need for, for the flock. And the Lord just stopped me and said, hey, um, am I not enough? Am I not enough? And of course, I felt like Peter at that point, you know, do you love me, Peter? You know, it's like, well, Lord, you know you're enough. Yeah. 
But it, it helped me to really process that thought that the Lord isn't calling me to be some church member, some pastor of a church, but he's calling me to be a son. And so I determined at that moment that if all I had was to feel his presence and to hear his voice, that'd be enough. Be enough. Imagine feeling his presence, being in his presence without a shadow of a doubt and hearing his voice. Would that not be enough? And so it started me on this journey now of saying to people, we got to get back to becoming sons and daughters. And so the, uh, the second slide that I shared, I think, was the answer. Um, what was it? Our Father in Heaven is looking to adopt sons and daughters. He's looking to adopt sons and daughters. And uh, by the way, I, a lot of this message, I'm going to be talking about sonship, but just know that that includes daughtership. <laughs> it's just like a long title, identity and sonship and daughtership. You know, just identity, sonship. So it, it's just easier. It's, it's all encompassing. It includes everything, right? Okay, I want to take you to the scripture this morning. I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter 3, and we're going to begin in verse 16. By the way, I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation this morning pretty exclusively. Um, so your translation may read a little bit different. So I've, I've created some slides with that, those verses on there so that you can trek with me. Matthew 3. Uh, Jesus was going down to the, the, uh, the river to be baptized by John the Baptist, you know. And uh, so he, he's getting baptized. And it says, as, And as Jesus rose up out of the water, the heavenly realm opened up over him. And he saw the Holy Spirit descend out of the heavens and rest upon him in the form of a dove. Then suddenly the voice of the Father shouted from the sky saying, This is the Son I love and my greatest delight is in him. What struck me about this passage of scripture is that when you read the scripture leading up to this point, up to the point of Jesus' baptism, he hasn't hasn't performed a miracle yet. He hasn't stepped and walked into his calling. He just simply was the son of God. And that was enough for God to love him. And so sometimes we think that we have to earn the love of the father. We think we have to do good works. But the truth is that God loves us, that he's well pleased with us before we even do a single thing or say a single word. Because you are his son, because you are his daughter, he loves you. That changes everything. It changes how you pray. It changes how you do ministry when you realize that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And I want you to just take a note that the Holy Spirit was included in this affirming of sonship. Because we're going to get into that in a second. So number one, we cannot earn our sonship. You can't earn it. Or daughtership, you can't earn it. Let's keep reading. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the lonely wilderness in order to reveal his strength against the accuser by going through the ordeal of testing. And after fasting for 40 days, Jesus was extremely weak and famished. Really important. Number two, God wants you to know what it means to be his child. I have found that, you know, we don't go through testing so that God can find out what we're made of. Have you? God's testing me. He wants to see if I'm going to be faithful. No, God knows what you're made of. He made you. 
You're a, you know, how many of you have kids? You know what your kids are made of, don't you? You know their triggers. You know what they can endure, what they can't endure. God knows what we're made of. He made us. <laughs> so when we go through those kinds of testings, it's because God wants us to know what we are made of. He wants to reveal the power that we have against the accuser because we don't know. And so we go through testing because God wants you to know what you're made of. He already knows. He wants you to discover your identity in him. Really important. I thought that was good anyway. Can I get an amen? Uh, Now let's keep reading. Then the tempter came to entice him to provide food by doing a miracle. So he said to Jesus, how can you possibly be the son of God? And go hungry. Just order these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. How many of you ever been going through something and said, man, I must not be a Christian. I must not belong to, to the Father. Why would the Father allow me to go through these things? You know, the enemy will come to you and he will tell you lie after lie after lie so that you begin to doubt your sonship and your daughtership. Yeah. Have you ever felt like that? Yes, yes. The enemy has asked you, how could you possibly be get, belong to God? Look at what you're doing. Look at what you said. You're not, you're not a Christian. You're a fake. You're a fraud. The enemy will come to you. He'll tell you you're not called You're not gifted. You're not anointed. Satan wants to confuse you and make you doubt your sonship. And so we settle. We settle for less than what God wants for us. Why does Satan want to keep you from discovering your true identity as children of God, though? That's the question, isn't it? It's because he understands that there comes a higher authority with the supernatural royal bloodline. The kingdom of God is coming to earth through sons and daughters. And that's a huge problem for Satan. (laughs) Yeah, Because in a sense, we're coming to invade his territory. What was his, we're now taking. So it's a huge problem. So he doesn't want you to know that you're sons and daughters of the most high God. He doesn't want you to know that you're part of this kingdom. Because if we are sons and daughters of the most high God, who is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, that means that we are in that royal bloodline. It means that we are a royal priesthood. Does it not? It means that there is an authority that we carry here on earth, spiritually speaking. Don't go around trying to tell people what to do. But spiritually speaking... (laughs) Some, somebody needs to hear. By the way, um, I see that uh, there's a splash zone here. So, Joel, you must spit a lot when you preach because people are. <laughs> it's a splash zone. You ever been to, like, um, SeaWorld? Yeah. <laughs> there's a splash zone. Um, so, Scripture tells us that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That he came to set people free. That he came to rescue people from the wicked molestation of the kingdom of darkness, that he came to give us life in abundance. Mark 9 says, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, there are some standing here now that won't experience death until they see the kingdom of God realm manifest with power. 
We're part of this kingdom of God. And when the Holy Spirit comes, it is the breaking in of the kingdom of heaven. It is the already part of the kingdom of heaven. When the Holy Spirit descends upon us, wherever we're at, whether it be in church or at the grocery store, all of a sudden, the kingdom of God breaks in through the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know. There's a few of you who have been praying for the Holy Spirit to outpour. I don't know. How many of you are there? Raise your hand if you've been praying, asking the Lord. There's a few of you. We need to be asking for the breaking in of the kingdom of God. And the only way that we get the breaking in of the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of God here on earth through us is through the Holy Spirit. We can't do the works of the kingdom without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. And we see that it was fulfilled, the Holy Spirit being the manifestation of the kingdom of God. We see it being fulfilled in Acts 2 when the disciples were in the upper room waiting for the gift from the Father. The Holy Spirit came, he equipped and he empowered them and, and, and he empowered them to continue the work and the ministry of Jesus. And so they got hit with the Holy Spirit so much so that they went out into the streets and they were speaking in different languages and people were accusing them of being drunk. Yeah. And they said, no, it's only 9 a.m. And I'm like, well, that doesn't matter. It means that you were out partying all night, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a possibility. But no, they weren't drunk. They got hit with the power of the kingdom of God. The inbreaking of the kingdom, yes. the Holy Spirit yes. came, descended upon them, filled them, yes. empowered them, yes. and equipped them to continue yes. the work of the ministry to inaugurate the kingdom of God here on earth. Yes. We're a part of that. Yes. You're a part of that. And we have to step, we, we have to just step into that calling of being a son of the king, a daughter of the king. We can't just start sitting back and allowing the enemy to beat us over the head over and over and over again because our father is the king of heaven. That's right. Hello. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is our like legal adoption seal. When he comes, he makes it real to us Galatians 4 and so that we would know for sure that we are his true children God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts moving us to cry out intimately my father you are our true father you know a lot of people have trouble because they have father issues like they can't even say like the word daddy but that's the original translation Abba daddy can you imagine calling out to the king of heaven and saying, Daddy? Jesus was the first one to do it. He called out, Daddy. He's my daddy. Who's your daddy? God, the Father, he's your daddy. So the Holy Spirit takes what Jesus did on the cross and he makes it into a reality to each one of us. Verse 14, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you to the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. I'm, I'm already in Romans, ain't it? <laughs> Romans 8. Verse 16, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. 
as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Some of us don't believe that. Some of us have issues with that. But it's the truth that the word of God says it. We're part of this kingdom here on earth. Kingdom of heaven is not just like this far off distant place in the clouds. But the kingdom of God has been poured out into this world. And you and I are part of that because we're sons and daughters. Being a child of God has enormous benefits. Amen? Romans 8, 17. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. Everyone say all. All All his treasures. What does all mean? (laughs) It means everything. Everything, It means everything. All his treasures. All his treasures. We qualify. You're not disqualified. You qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. Man. (laughs) That's a huge statement right there. Like, we are heirs of God himself? Really? You're an heir of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that all that he is and all that he has. And we will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as his own. Are you all in? Are you all in? If you want the inheritance, the all, it includes the all in part of the suffering of Jesus how, how, how far in are you on this whole idea of the kingdom of God and being his son and his daughter? Um, so that was pretty heavy, right? <laughs> Let's take a break. At, at, at Oasis, we occasionally have a... Occasionally at Oasis, we have a, what we call jelly bean break. Um, how many of you guys like jelly beans? I know you either love them or you hate them. Uh, can I have um, my uh, beautiful wife and my, or, or Xavier, can you, my son, bring uh, me some jelly beans to share with uh, Brenham here? <laughs> By the way, um, my mom and dad are here this morning. They're there in the splash zone. Thank you. And um, I got a, a big part of our team here, uh, Matt and Angeline, our associate pastors at Oasis Church, and their son, Thomas, who is probably near the, the up there in the booth, um, Chris and Lynn White, who are pastors at Oasis Church, and elder, we call them elders, um, and uh, Lewis is here, uh, my daughter, my son, um, Steve Winter is here, who's in charge of our tech team, uh, so I just wanted to introduce them, we're taking a break right now, so I might as well introduce our family to you guys, the ones who made the trip out here, so um, we got some jelly beans, um, I want to share them with you. It's just a break because that was a heavy thing, right? We're uh, who who wants jelly beans? All right, okay, I know Oasis wants jelly beans. All right, Xavier here. <laughs> Almost hit my dad in the head. <laughs> who, who else wants jelly beans? We got a hell out of jelly. They just come at you. <laughs> We're gonna make the back row in a second. We gotta make sure that Joel and Janelle get jelly beans. <laughs> uh, these have been hand sanitized, uh, so they're safe. Way in the back. Uh. <laughs> Here you go, youth. Heads up. 
Who else wants them to get it way? We're talking about way in the back, right here. You got to pick one, right? They're all coming at you. <laughs> jelly beans. Who else needs some jelly beans? Way over here in the corner. Can you pass those to? <laughs> okay. All right, I know it's hard to keep up on the. Here we go. <laughs> Who else didn't get jelly beans? Where, where else? Very back row over there. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Heads up, everybody. Hopefully we don't knock out any ceiling tiles. <laughs> Here we go, you. All right, I got a few more. Who else needs one? We're good? Okay. All right. Here you go, Oasis. <laughs> oh, we got one more, like a Chinese star. Who wants it? <laughs> oh, that was pathetic. And then I got this big one for me. <laughs> so those of you got like 10 inside. But this one has. These are Jelly Belly, by the way. They have 49 flavors in them. And some of them are really great, and others are hard to swallow, right? But uh, I love, my favorite one, I think, is the marshmallow one. How many of you like the marshmallow ones? Yeah, those are good. You're welcome. Coconut. Pretty good. Also, the cinnamon ones are pretty good. Um, anybody want to volunteer for an illustration? A volunteer. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hey, grab a cup, uh, coffee cup first, okay? All right, illustration. Since we got the jelly beans, we might as well do this illustration. So the gifts of God are many. And um, he wants to pour them out to us. He wants to give us. I mean, he's, he's unlimited. Now, this jelly bean jar is limited and the flavors are limited. But God is unlimited. And his gifts look like all kinds of different things. You're tall, so I'm going to have to stand up here. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm God. <laughs> and you're coming to God and you're like, God, I, I'm so empty. I need, some, I need some stuff. And so, you know, you're asking me. You're in prayer. Like, and you're like, God, I don't know. I, I just need to pass my test. <laughs> I need to pass a test, you know? And so God's like, well, let me give you a little bit of peace and patience and wisdom. And, um, and God's just saying, is that all you want? And you're like, well, I could use a girlfriend, you know? <laughs> and so God's like, well, no, you're not ready for that. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So you're like, God, I really need peace today because um, I just am really anxious. And so God's like, yeah, I'll give you peace. A little extra there for you. And you come up to me and you're like, well, um, God, I, I, I could really use some, uh, some healing because I haven't been feeling well. How many of you go to God for healing, divine healing? So he's like, there's some, there's some healing. Um, these are hand, uh, sanitized, so don't, don't worry. Um, and and God's, God's like, is that all you want? And you're like, well, you know, um, I, could, uh, I could use a new car. 
you know? And so God's like, uh, a used car. I'll give you a used car. I'll give you a used car. Uh, that's what you're ready for. <laughs> but you know, the crazy thing is that God wants to fill our cup. Isn't that what it says, that he wants to fill it to overflowing? And so God's like, son, just ask me for everything. Ask me for me. I'll give you everything. He wants to give us everything. And so he, well, <laughs> he, he, just wants to, he just wants to fill it and fill it. And, and he just wants to give us everything. He wants to give us everything. Hey, can we get the youth group to come pick up these jelly beans? <laughs> Y'all get some cups and come clean this up. Uh, the, the floor has been cleaned, so we're okay, right? Um, all the kids, y'all come get jelly beans, come jelly, pick up, clean. You, now, we, we did this at Conroe, and it was the fastest cleanup that we ever had was in Conroe. So you guys are now on the clock to see. I better stop mixing those up with my foot. <laughs> Being a child of God has enormous benefits, He has so many gifts, so many gifts. Psalm 84, verse 11, and don't mind them while they're up here. Uh, You know, the great thing is that when the Lord pours out, like, his gifting, there's plenty left for everyone else. You know, there's plenty left for everyone else. Um, But Psalm uh, 11, those glasses didn't help at all at this distance. It says, for the Lord God is... Brighter than the brilliance of a sunrise, wrapping himself around me like a shield. He is so generous with his gifts of grace and glory that those who walk in his paths with integrity will never lack one thing they need. For he provides it all. O Lord of heaven's armies, what euphoria fills those who forever trust in you. I know y'all are watching this. Um, it should help. I don't know. <laughs> Aiden, come on. We need more help, man. Where's Xavier? Come help. Come. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. Um, didn't mean to make a mess. <laughs> hey, what, what's your name, by the way? Um, Jalil. Jalil. It's his fault. So <laughs> He made a mess up here. Watch your head. <laughs> All right. So y'all can use those at your youth group tonight. You know, they're, they're clean. Don't worry about it. It's like five-minute rule, something like that. But I love, I love how generous the Lord is with his gifts, with his spirit. He is wanting to fill us up, to pour out his giftings. He is wanting, it's amazing how fast this actually goes when they get into it. Man, uh, worship team, you guys did awesome, but there's jelly beans all over your stage this morning. <laughs> hey, is it all right? You guys have a little time today. Is it okay? If we ha- who will give me like five extra minutes today? Five, 10, 15, 20, 20 30, 35. You guys aren't in a hurry. Are you guys in a hurry? Um, you know... We, we need to spend a little bit of time. I almost want to make an agreement with you. Like, can we agree not to leave this place today until the Lord gives us what we need? 
I almost said until the Lord gives us what we want, but we could be here a long time. But until the Lord gives us what we need, you specifically and collectively as a church family here, can we just agree to wait on the Lord today and ask him to pour out his gift and his grace onto this church, onto this church family? When we encounter the Lord, there's no telling what, hey, thank you guys. You guys did great. I think y'all beat Conroe. Excellent. Good job. <laughs> there you go. Take that to your youth group tonight, and y'all just have a, have a good time. <laughs> have a good time. Have me know that um, <laughs> it's being a son and daughter is fun. Being a son and daughter of the king is fun. It's good stuff. When, can you imagine if you were a son or a daughter of a physical king? A lot of responsibility, but man, like that's fun. Like no lack, right? And we need to start walking as sons and daughters. Start living as sons and daughters of the king of heaven, the king of God, right? So, so it's important that we realize that when we take on the sonship of God, we also take on the mission of the kingdom here on earth. Yeah. The mission of the kingdom, when we take on the sonship and the daughtership of heaven, we also take on the mission of the kingdom. Philippians 3 says in verse 20, but we are a colony. Did you know you're a colony here on earth? You're a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our humble bodies and transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glorified body. And using his matchless power, he continually subdues everything to himself. Sonship is acquired through relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. We cannot attain that place of intimacy with God without spending time with Him, without being filled with the Holy Spirit, without spending time in prayer, without uh, living our lives as though He is the center We'll, never, we'll always feel like orphans, like spiritual orphans, if we don't spend time with him. If he doesn't make it real to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll always feel like orphans. And you know, orphans, they have to do everything in their own. You know, everything in their own power. And it's about surviving. But the Holy Spirit comes and he makes it real to us, as the scriptures have already already told us. Can we just ask him to come right now? I know it's, it's only 11.48. We're good. Is that right? If we, if we pray that the Holy Spirit... How many of you would like it very much if the Holy Spirit would come and make Jesus real to you? Most of us, right? And everyone else is just like, hmm, you know. 
Well, you know, we don't even need to continue. I think that what the Lord wants to do is to just make him real. Make your sonship and daughtership real to you. You know, when the Holy Spirit comes and we take on the the mission of the kingdom, there's just unusual things that take place sometimes. Um, But, you know, the Holy Spirit has been hijacked by Pentecostal doctrine, right? Like, he's not this weird thing. He's a promise of the Father, and he was promised thousands of years ago. And Jesus himself promised the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, Joel, not this Joel, but the prophet Joel, well, he's a prophet, prophet Joel in the Bible, um, talked about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He said, come on your sons and your daughters and, um, you know, you'll prophesy and you'll see visions and dream dreams. And, and, and then we saw that that came to pass on Pentecost. We see it in Acts 2 and, and they accused Peter of being drunk. And he said, no, this is that which Joel prophesied about. Yeah. The outpouring of the Spirit, the kingdom of God breaking into this earth for every single person that wants it. So it's not this weird thing. It's the promise. It's the seal of your adoption into sonship, into daughtership. He wants to encounter you, empower you. Fill you. He wants to surround you with his presence. He wants to fill you up. And I, I remember the first time that the Holy Spirit made my sonship real to me. I was in a church. Um, decided to go to this church. I was. I used to be in radio broadcasting, by the way, and um, <laughs> and um, I had not been in church in quite some time. You know, I grew up in church, but it just, you know, the encounter with the Holy Spirit just never really was part of my journey, even though I was in a Spirit-filled church. And so I went to this little church, and um, man, the Holy Spirit came and really made things real to me. Crazy things. I don't think I need to go into all the crazy things that happened, but I did knock over a row by flying backwards. Um, all of these kinds of things. But that's when I also felt the call to the ministry um, and, and away from broadcasting and into the ministry. It was when the Holy Spirit came. And how many of you know that what, what Brenham needs, what Houston needs, what Texas needs, what our world needs is a Real encounter with the Holy Spirit to affirm and confirm our sonship and our daughtership. Because when that happens, everything changes. This church will never be the Oasis hasn't been the same. <laughs> when we finally said as a church... You, this is not Brenham, but Oasis used to sort of be this place that was in a lot of turmoil with a lot of infighting. And sorry, this is broadcasting to the world, but uh, <laughs> this was years ago, years ago, years ago. <laughs> Nobody in our church is there still, but but there was a lot of stuff going on. 
um, I was having a lot of trouble leading the people who were with me. And um, one day I just said, Lord, uh, I, didn't, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I did not sign up for this. I just want you to come and do your thing here. And the Holy Spirit started showing up at our church. The Lord started sending new people, started strengthening our core body. And we started growing and experiencing the Holy Spirit in our services. And we outgrew our lease space. And uh, then we got into the school and boom, COVID-19 hit. And so now, you know, we're just homeless. But when you walk into our church, when you could walk into our church, (laughs) There was life like you never experienced before. I mean, it was something special, something special. Brenham's special, but, you know, I'm biased. You know, it's my church. (laughs) Life, life, joy in the Holy Spirit. As soon as people walk through our doors, and this is what's happening here. This is what's going to happen here. When people walk through your doors, you're not going to need to even say a word to them, but they are going to sense the life of the Holy Spirit blowing through this place. Making, because, because you have settled on your identity as sons and daughters. As sons and daughters.